Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shalene Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. This one is totally my son's expertise. So Brock, take it away. Yo, yo, yo. Brock Johnson here again, taking over today's episode of Build Your Tribe. Today, I am talking about scaling your expertise how to turn something that you're good at, something that you're coaching people or consistently helping people with into a virtual online course. Many of us are coaches. Many of us, all of us, in fact, have expertise and we can all help people in many different ways. And chances are there's something that you're really good at, something that people always come to you for advice on, something that you constantly find yourself coaching people about. And if you're listening to Build Your Tribe, chances are You're already doing that to create an income for yourself. Chances are you're already involved in a business or you own a business yourself that allows you to use what you're good at to help other people, to coach other people, and to share your expertise with the world. What I'm about to explain to you, I actually did in reverse order, and that's because my mom is my mom. And what I mean by that is that basically she taught me a few years ago what I'm about to talk about in this episode. And that's why I kind of went in reverse order and started with an online academy and then eventually moved backwards to one-on-one coaching. Most people do it in the opposite order, the order of starting with one-on-one coaching, maybe team coaching, and eventually moving to hands-off virtual coaching in the form of an online academy or an online course, something like that. So putting aside the fact that I have already started online courses prior to starting online one-on-one coaching, I want to tell you about starting the one-on-one hands-on coaching. And no, you're not about to hear a sales pitch for my one-on-one coaching. I started coaching really without much of a plan. One weekend, I kind of realized, it kind of hit me that, you know, a lot of people are requesting one-on-one coaching. A lot of people are asking for in-depth help and more hands-on assistance than they're getting in my virtual academies. So in a matter of a weekend, I bought a domain, quickly built a very makeshift website, and opened up one-on-one coaching. In case you haven't heard this story already, I'll save you all the details, but basically I had to shut down the sales page within a day because I was flooded with people wanting to work with me one-on-one. But again, I didn't have much of a plan. I was so fortunate to have so many people who wanted to work with me, but I now had to figure out what I was actually going to teach them. What were we actually going to work on? Of course, I figured that most people would want to work on things that were social media related. But in terms of the actual day-by-day operations of what we would actually be talking about, in terms of the actual lessons, I wasn't exactly sure. I didn't exactly have a plan. So the first thing that I want to tell you, and this really goes for anything, is it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all your bolts tightened 100%. Your website doesn't have to look beautiful. 
You don't have to have your brand and your message perfect. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. It's so much more important to just start rather than to wait for the perfect time. And in fact, if you wait for the perfect time, the perfect opportunity, you'll never start. Sean Cannell has said this before and actually just read the quote again today. He's said that the best time to start on YouTube was the year that YouTube launched. But the second best time to start a YouTube is right now. And I think that sentiment holds true for just about anything. When was the best time to plant a tree? 25 years ago. When's the second best time to plant a tree? Right now. So in case you're worried about making everything perfect, instead, just start. And maybe it'll give you a little bit of encouragement to know that most of my online courses, most of my business ventures, and a lot of the things I do in my life happen because I'm just starting. It's kind of ingrained in my nature at this point, and I'm fortunate for that. God has blessed me with a very decisive mind. I'm definitely not an indecisive person. But in case you are indecisive or in case you do worry about making everything look great, making sure everything is perfect before you start, it might help you out. It might encourage you a little bit to think, well, Brock didn't have anything perfect. When Brock first launched his business, it was very sloppy. And you may not think it was sloppy. And most people aren't going to think it's sloppy because we are our own harshest critics. I personally think that my website was just thrown together. I personally think that I didn't have much of a plan. But in reality, most people aren't going to judge me that harshly. 99% of people aren't going to judge you as much as you judge yourself. And the 1% who do judge you as much as you judge yourself are probably going to keep it to themselves and not let you know. So please, I can't say this enough, and I say it all the time on every podcast that I'm on, just start. It's my biggest piece of advice. Just start. Start messy, start sloppy, but start somewhere. I guarantee you tomorrow's self will thank you because you chose to start today. But anyways, getting back to reality off of that little rant about just starting things, I had just started my one-on-one coaching. I wasn't sure what exactly I was going to be talking to people about yet. I wasn't sure exactly what each lesson plan was going to be, but I figured it out as I went. And the beauty of this was that I basically allowed my students to develop my lesson plan for me based off their needs and what they were asking for, what they constantly were needing coaching on, and the lessons that I was constantly having to teach. That's what I built my weeks around. That's what I built my one-on-one coaching around. And so if you're doing one-on-one coaching, or if you're thinking about doing one-on-one coaching, you could consider allowing your students or your customers to basically create your lesson plans for you by simply whatever it is that they're constantly asking, or the questions that they always want answered, or the lessons that you're constantly teaching. If you're already doing one-on-one coaching, and you already have lesson plans, then what I think is most important is paying attention to, again, whatever it is that's most frequently asked for. What do you constantly find yourself saying over and over again? Is there a lesson or a catchphrase or a sentence or a technique that you have developed or that you are constantly teaching over and over again? It's these lessons that can be turned into virtual online coaching. And with my course, Help With Hashtags, and the 7-Day Content Challenge, this is basically how they were created. From one-on-one coaching, coaching that I had done over and over again, 
I realized that the two areas where my students most often needed help were number one, in the unique hashtag strategy that I had developed. It was something that couldn't be taught in just a few simple sentences or in a PDF. It was something that actually needed a full course or in the one-on-one situation, a full one-on-one lesson just to describe and explain how this hashtag strategy works. And in the case of the seven-day content challenge, people actually needed a guide. They needed to be told what to post and there needed to be some sort of sense of accountability. Oftentimes in one-on-one coaching, you'll realize that those you are coaching need the accountability just as much as they need your expertise. So building in things like checklists, to-do lists, accountability partners, or even accountability groups into online academies can be great ways to keep your students accountable without having to manually do it yourself one-on-one. One-on-one coaching will always be more personal and your students will be held more accountable because they're directly talking to you every day. But when you transition from one-on-one coaching into more broad online coaching, whether that's virtual coaching or an online course or academy, there are some benefits and some things to gain. The first of which, and what I think is most important, is that you can help more people. When you're one-on-one coaching, it's very emotionally draining. It takes a lot of time and a lot of energy from you personally. You can't one-on-one train thousands of people in a day because there just simply isn't enough time and you don't have enough energy. But with an e-course, an online academy, you can teach thousands of people at once while you're sleeping. It's what my good buddy Sean Cannell calls views while you snooze. You could be on vacation with your family at the North Pole and people could still be learning from your expertise if you've created online videos. The second benefit of online courses is simply that you have more free time. Again, it's very time consuming when you're one-on-one coaching people. So when you transition to being able to coach more people online, you free up more of your own time to focus on the things you're good at, to grow your business and to help even more people in the future. The third benefit of transitioning from one-on-one hands-on coaching to online or digital coaching is you just have more energy to focus elsewhere. Because you can batch produce videos for your online academies or trainings, basically because you can record multiple lessons in one sitting, you have more energy to focus elsewhere. So rather than having multiple one-hour long coaching sessions throughout the day, each of which you have to mentally and physically prepare your energy and then slowly drain your energy as you are going through the one-on-one coaching. You can simply prepare yourself for one day, record a bunch of videos for your online academy, and then you're done. And then you can just sit back and thousands of people can consume this evergreen content over time. The fourth benefit to transitioning to online coaching is again kind of just like that you'll have more free time and more focus is that it's less of an emotional investment. Oftentimes with one-on-one coaching, it's very emotional. And a lot of people get into one-on-one coaching because they enjoy the emotional connection that they feel to their students. But it can also be emotionally draining. Going through the highs and lows with your students can be rewarding, but it can also take its emotional toll on your life. 
when you transition into hands-off online coaching, you still get to feel the reward of the success of your students because they'll tell you. Trust me, from personal experience, I know when a course is successful, people will tell you. They'll shout you out. They'll send you emails. They'll leave comments constantly telling you how great it is or how much they are becoming successful based off the coaching that you're providing. And at the same time, people are less likely to share the negative outcome from your coaching. Oftentimes, they'll view it as something that they've done wrong. And it won't be so emotionally draining on you. You don't have to become emotionally invested into the lives of the people that you're training because they are basically training themselves with your help. I guess in a lot of ways, an online academy is a lot like a fitness video. Those ones that my mom used to make on TV, like Pyo and TurboFire and Shalene Extreme, that's a lot like an online academy. So rather than doing personal training at a gym, which is very time consuming and you can only really do one client per hour, with creating videos for thousands of people, millions of people to buy off their TVs and work out with in their own homes, fitness trainers can help more people, give themselves more free time, more energy to focus elsewhere, and there's less of an emotional investment because the thousands of people who are benefiting from their fitness videos aren't directly talking to them and sharing their life experiences on a daily basis. For the same reason, there's also less risk involved when you move to online coaching versus one-on-one coaching because the simple fact, there's more pressure on the student to implement your teachings rather than for you to be a good teacher. If I take a Spanish class in college and I don't learn a lick of Spanish, a lot of people are going to blame that on poor teaching. And partially that could be true. Partially it could be that I'm lazy and I didn't study my Spanish. But it's a lot more likely that people are going to blame the teacher in that scenario compared to a scenario where I just download Rosetta Stone and try to learn Spanish on my own. It goes back to the simple principle in online academies that basically the instructor has already taught the information and it's up to the students to learn it and implement it successfully. The sixth and final way that I think you can benefit from transitioning from one-on-one hands-on direct coaching to more hands-off online digital e-courses is that it's just easier to sell. It's easier to sell because oftentimes people are scared of the large investment that it takes to do one-on-one coaching. Oftentimes, one-on-one coaching is a higher ticket item, so to speak, so that can be scarier for people. Also, one-on-one coaching can be scarier because, like I've said, there's more pressure, more emotional investment, more energy, less free time for the person who is entering into the one-on-one coaching. So generally, it's an easier sell to sell an online course. People are very comfortable, especially now. People are becoming more and more comfortable consuming online courses, what to expect with an online course, whether it's downloadable PDFs, video lessons, audio lessons, whatever it is you're offering. Offering evergreen content online is much easier to sell than direct one-on-one coaching. There are lots of different avenues you can approach online coaching from. Some people will build their own websites. Some people will have private Facebook groups. Some people will find websites, and this is what I personally did, find websites that will actually host your online courses for you. 
Some people will post their content onto YouTube, which would be free, so you wouldn't necessarily be paid in that, but you can share this content and teach more people in that way. But basically, there's lots of different ways and really countless ways that you could share your teaching and your expertise with the world. But the general point that I want to get across is that I believe it's much easier and much more rewarding when you transition from one-on-one hands-on coaching to hands-off virtual coaching. I believe in working smarter, not harder, and I believe the smartest way you can work in the coaching world is to do online coaching. You can coach more people in less time with less effort and make more money. I think that's a win-win-win-win-win. And a little tip, once you do start your coaching, whether it's one-on-one coaching or if you are making the jump, the leap to online digital coaching, is to listen to feedback from your students. Listen to three things most importantly. What do they need help with the most often? What kind of help do they find most helpful? And what content just in general are they finding most valuable? I'm constantly keeping an eye on my audience and listening to what they're saying about these three questions. What kind of questions are they constantly asking me? What kind of answers are they using the most? What is most helpful and most beneficial to them? And then what do they find most valuable? And actually, it was that last question that led me to figure out the power of storytelling and actually even just become interested in storytelling in the first place. Most people, myself included, usually pay attention to the first two questions, which are, what does my audience need the most help with? And then, what are they finding most helpful? But I think that third question is just as important. The question of, what do they find most valuable? What kind of content is delivering the most impactful value? I think that third question is where what makes you, you, comes into play. Because most people are asking me questions about social media, tricks and tips, the day-to-day algorithms and things that are changing across different platforms. And my answers are generally pretty straightforward. So there's not much personalization there. There's lots of Instagram experts and Snapchat experts and Twitter experts who other people could have gone to for their answer, and they probably would have got generally about the same response. But what makes me me and what makes you you is how you deliver that answer and what people are finding most valuable in your answers. So for me, something that's unique, I know my audience values my storytelling. I know my audience values that I'm a young entrepreneur and I'm just starting out just like a lot of them. I know that my audience values my dancing. These are things that make me me and these are things that are unique about my perspective. They are valuable to my audience And it's a value that I believe only I can offer. I know that you have your own value as well. There's something that your audience enjoys more than anyone else. There's a reason why your customers, your lifers, your followers love you. There's a reason why they find your content more valuable than anyone else's. Maybe it's timeliness. Maybe it's your personality. Maybe it's your straightforwardness. Maybe it's your compassion. I'm not sure exactly what it is for you, but I guarantee if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, there's something uniquely valuable in the content you are sharing. And the world, as many people as possible, deserve to be able to be taught by you. 
as many people as possible should have the opportunity to learn from your expertise and grow because of what you have to offer. And I think the best way to do that is through virtual online coaching, digital courses, e-academies. And hopefully after listening to this episode today, you feel a little bit more comfortable with the idea of sharing your expertise with the world. And as always, happy networking. Hey, one last thing before you go. I just wanted to quickly tell you about my Instagram training called Help With Hashtags. Help With Hashtags, which is available for just $37, will teach you everything you need to know about Instagram hashtags and more importantly, how to use them to effectively grow your account. It's a unique strategy that I developed to grow my own account from 2,000 followers to now close to 20,000 followers in just under a year. Whether you have a huge Instagram account with hundreds of thousands of followers or you're just starting out, help with hashtags will allow you to attract your ideal follower. Rather than just robot followers and spam likes, help with hashtags will allow you to attract the actual ideal customer and start getting more engagement on your posts. Help with hashtags is available at helpwithhashtags.com for just $37.